Sort of exciting addition to the lost arts of wrestling. So I'm just pausing for a there because as you can see, there's no one chiming in saying kayfabe because we're not the lost art of kayfabe, but the lost art of podcasting. Uh, that's right. Unfortunately, I'm not here with the man of a thousand gimmicks this week. The baddest man, the baddest man, the baddest man on the planet, the mailman, science he'll delivered, uncle. Just because I thought I'd, I'd sort of I need to get something out and get something done. Just in terms for the piling, because it's only a week away from WrestleMania. I got this idea, sort of, I had the idea in mind originally anyway, to do this. Uh, but I wasn't, I wasn't going to do a good and different format with it. But I took inspiration for this from uh, Jim Smallman, the, uh, one of the owners of Progress Wrestling. Uh, Progress, Progress, however you want to say it. And um, I just sort of, I was listening to his, his podcast, Tuesday Night Jaw, and he sort of ran down his top ten with, but he can sort of use his rules, which I thought was a good idea. Which is, let's think for a moment, it was, you have to have, it's something like one, you can only use each person once, so you can't have, for instance, you can't have two Hogan matches on there, or two Undertaker matches, like two of the street matches. You can only have one mistake match or something like that. And you can only essentially use... You can't use um, matches from the same show. So each... If you pick a match from WrestleMania 15, for example, you can't use another match from WrestleMania 15. You have to pick another uh, WrestleMania. But considering there's 32 of them, that shouldn't be a problem. I'm also going to take a look at the current WrestleMania 33 card and sort of give a rough um, predictions of it, because I think there's 12 confirmed matches currently, something like that. Um, so, I'll probably do that as well, but in these are in no order. Uh, it was actually really, I was just about to start recording about 10 minutes ago, looking for the list, had everything confirmed, then just I was reading back through it again. I literally just noticed I had one of the same people, this like the same person in like three different matches. So I had to sort of really quickly change that up and um but luckily one of them was a it was like an either or match. It was one match or the other from a uh one of the WrestleMania's. But I'll I'll get to that in a bit if I remember. Um so yeah it's it's um, an interesting list. It was interesting topics I'm coming through because it's. I know people always sort of they're gonna go with their picks of like certain certain matches people will pick because they, well, they are good and I have seen them and I will say yeah it's a good match. I wouldn't put it up there as my favourite. As one of my favourites sort of thing. Um, 
So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to it. So, again, these are in no actual specific order. Well, there's, there's uh, sort of an order, but there, there really isn't, apart from I'm going to leave my sort of one of my all-time favourites to last. Uh, simply because I just want to do it that way, of course. But if you listen to the pod, you probably know what it is anyway. Uh, so first, I'm also before I jump into this, each I'm not going to break each match down or anything like that. I'm really kind of bothered <laughs> in essence. And there's if I did that, we'd be here for a long while, and I haven't got you haven't got that much patience, and neither have I. Uh, so each match may get like a brief explanation. I'm going to give you a brief explanation why for each. Uh, it's but just I'm not going to break the full match down because you know what happens, things like that. Uh, but first, yeah, we'll start off first of all, and so one probably that sits on a lot of people's lists. It's on. It's the very first match on WWE.com's official list of their thirty-three greatest WrestleMania matches of all time, and it's uh, Mick Foley versus Edge in a hardcore match at WrestleMania twenty-two. Now, um, obviously, sort of between well, WrestleMania, sort of WrestleMania nineteen to about WrestleMania. 27, I'd say. Well, uh, 24. We'll go with 24. Was, well, to me, they were all very lacklustre, especially about with 20 being the 20th. Um, something I've noticed WWE has always done is there's sort of any milestone, there's never. There's talking points, but there's, there's something normally lacking, I found. Uh, and WrestleMania 20 was no different to that. So yeah, WrestleMania 22, it's, I remember sort of hearing all the hype and stuff of this match. Uh, I can't remember if we did watch it live, I don't think we did. Did Bunkle tell me we did? I don't think we did. I'm sure we watched it afterward. Uh, when I first got the network, possibly. Or on like a DVD we borrowed or something, something like that. And I'm looking at WrestleMania 23, I don't know. So, But I remember hearing things like, oh, it's the greatest hardcore match of all time, things like that. No, it isn't. It's very good, but it's not the best. And, you know, it's Flaming Table, which they've done before in WWE. And it was, like, I think it was sort of going back to, we, even though it's not a WrestleMania match, we there's been Foley's done better. It was the uh, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble match with Triple H, Royal Rumble two thousand. Um, I found was a lot. I found better. So, but I don't know. That's my preference. But in terms of a hardcore match, yeah, yes, it was very good. Edge gets the win with the the spear through the table on the outside, like with a rope or whatever it was, like a big E spear, and. Uh, the shenanigans from Lee over the barbed wire bat, things like that. And it's worth a watch. If you have the network or anything like that, it's worth a watch. Just to say, sort of, you have watched it. Um, I'm not going to give you the what time, I don't know what timestamp it's at or anything. You can, I think it's on, like, there are timestamps in the actual thing to scroll through. So, you can check that out. And up next, I can find my list. Is, uh 
We'll go with the, the Triangle Ladder Match from WrestleMania 16. Or well, WrestleMania, not WrestleMania 16. WrestleMania 2000 is the one to call it. I don't know why. WrestleMania 16, we all know it is. And it's uh, Edge and Christian. Uh, the Hardys and the Dudleys. And uh, it's sort of, I think, I believe this is set, this happened before TLC. Uh, it was sort of one of the pre the pre fixes leading up to it sort of thing. And uh, again, very good match. It's also very brutal in terms of just sort of watching the highlight reel back then for a moment. And it's been it's been a while since I've watched this this event. It's sort of it's, it's the start where sort of the they bring the, the tables into it as well, things like that. But it's you see there's getting battered with ladders, there's a missed four fifty, you see spears off 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 ladders, there's the infamous spot I think you've been seen multiple times is the uh edge not edge, Matt Hardy coming off one ladder with a leg drop and Jeff coming off with another for like a splash or something or vice versa, I can't remember. And yeah, it's uh course finishes with the they get like the ladder sort two ladders set up with the table on top. Edge and Christian push Matt Hardy off and grab the belts. Which then of course leads up towards TLC, I think later in the year at SummerSlam, I want to say. Or well, SummerSlam may have happened earlier, I can't remember. Uh so again the one worth checking out is WrestleMania two thousand, that's the triple threat ladder match. For the for this one as well, for the WrestleMania two thousand I was going I was originally going with the uh triple threat, which is Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, and Chris Jericho, where it's uh, Kurt Angle was a double champion. I think he held the European title and the Intercontinental. And it was based on two falls, so if one of them got two falls, then they'd get both belts. So it's one, one fall, they got one belt, second fall, they got the second belt, sort of thing. From what I remember, actually, it was very technical, but that wasn't, that wasn't in my. I had that in my list, and then it's. The realization that I've got Jericho in, in another match, so I couldn't pick it for that uh, for that reason. Now, on to the next match. Uh, this this was sort of really a, quite a tough one. Uh, it was because it's one of my all time favorite WrestleManias, WrestleMania eighteen. And for these, well, I'm going to cover it as two in essence. Um, the next, the problem with it is, is I wanted to use. One guy for each of his matches. Uh, for one of my ma- one of my choices, which was the, it's going to go down as notable mention rather than natural entry. It was Triple H, Chris Jericho from WrestleMania 18 for the title, simply because WrestleMania 18 is my all-time favorite WrestleMania. Screw you. Uh, before you say anything, and it was a, a toss-up. It was sort of, do I take out? One of these matches, or do I take them? Well, I have to take them, to take them both out, and it's sort of finding two matches or one match to co op to make up for the missing match, sort of thing. Uh, so, next match I'm going to choose, even though they're in no order anyway, is Daniel Bryan Triple H from WrestleMania 30. And the only reason I chose this match is partially because of. Uh, I remember where I was when we were watching it, because I, I, I was around here at. at my my house. Uh, I was watching with the guys. I had food on. We all had beers. Came round a couple of hours before. I started having a chat, having a few beers, having a laugh. 
sort of discussing our predictions, what was going to happen, things like that. Um, it was, yeah, so this match, it was notable for, uh, so we were around all of the chat before, and the, the, match, the show started, and it, uh, it came to the, the opener, or the, the, the actual start of the show, and uh, <laughs> for the first time in the history, sort of, I think, probably, possibly ever, there was The Rock, Steve Austin, and Hulk Hogan all in the ring at once. Now, they all came out separately, so it was sort of like it was, right, fine, it was whoever's come out first. I think it was Steve Austin, possibly. Or it might be Rock. It was one of the two. And then the other one comes out. And then Hogan comes out. And it's sort of like that sort of slow, like I said, it's like a slow building fire up in a pin, and all of a sudden, all three friends. <laughs> Look at me as if to like for my reaction, and so I just started with the everywhere and just like wanking gestures and and just screaming everywhere, and um, it got a major laugh, and it's never been the same since. It's so like a long running joke of anything sort of majorly epic that happens at any sort of WrestleMania or like rest of the event. So. There we go. But back on to the actual topic at hand. It's Daniel Bryan Triple H from WrestleMania 30. It's one of the... It's the, the actual first match of the pay-per-view. Which, if Daniel Bryan won, he would have uh, been into the... made it into the main events for the title later that night. So, Trips went in for the handshake because it was sort of a whole thing of, like, I think, possibly the yes movement of, like, you're too... The whole thing of, like, you're too small, you're too thingy, you're not this, you're not good enough, or that sort of shite. Um, but again, great, good match and I felt, um, I think this is also the one with Triple H's entrance where we had I think Charlotte and someone else as, like, in, as part of his entrance uh, it's an interesting bit of trivia for you there so uh, yeah, so it very much sort of trips working the arm so that Daniel Bryan can't go for the S lock, things like that and amazingly, Daniel Bryan kicked out the pedigree at two. Um, I think that was... Remember though, for Mania, that was really not the only sort of interesting match on the card. It's like, sort of looking back through it, you had the Shield uh, the shield within, against the New Age Outlaws and Kane, and it lasted less than three minutes. You know, it's what, what can you really do with that? Um, other notable, notable mention for this show, obviously you've got... There was the Brock Lesnar Undertaker match, which was like, didn't rate it. It was because it was just meh sort of thing. It was it was a, a shocking surprise sort of thing, but it wasn't. I wouldn't I'd put up one of my favourites. Um, other notable notable mention is John Cena Bray Wyatt from WrestleMania 30. Um, so yeah, check both of those out. And yeah, but mainly check out the trips. Brian, uh, we'll move on to our next one. So, and yeah, so following that, we've got uh, Punk Jericho at WrestleMania 28. Um, again, I sort of, it's been a long while since I've watched it, so I sort of skimmed over it briefly on YouTube. <laughs> sue me, I don't care. Actually, don't sue me because I've got no money. I've got no money anyway, so fuck it. Uh, this match, it was it was sort of built on the premise of it was when through 
CM Punk's um, 434-day reign as champ. And if he got himself disqualified, he'd still be able to lose the title by disqualification, something like that. This was also around the time sort of Jericho was something that Robin's rubbing in about CM Punk's dad or something like that. The match it some some brilliant spots and some good moves. I've never been a fan of CM Punk doing the savage elbow. Just because he doesn't have the elbows for it. <laughs> or the physique, if anything less. But alright. But again, it is worth checking out. Uh it's a good match. Very well done. There's a lot a lot of the spots regard with the what do you call them? What are they called? Oh, like the sort of counters into the Lion Tamer. Like, sort of, he goes like a Hurricane, well, Frankensteiner. What are they called? Uh, Frankensteiner into a, fuck, Lion Tamer. Uh, Walls of Jericho, even. So, and a couple of counters, like, in from moves Jericho within the Anaconda Vice, which I thought was really good. So, and, yeah, just sort of, again, it's probably not sort of to everyone's taste, but it's sort of one of the, the better matches in the, the new era, if anything, I think. And so, yeah, uh, next up, I'm sort of these I'm going to cover sort of quite quickly, simply because they're not so much the actual match themselves, it's more the actual moment, if anything. Uh, it's <laughs> um, these two are sort of partially both for strange reasons, but I'll, I'll cover that as well. So the first one is uh, WrestleMania 27, and it's The Miz and John Cena. Uh, now the only, <laughs> the only reason I sort of do enjoy this match is because of the, the actual fact that The Miz pins John Cena at WrestleMania, and John Cena gets a WrestleMania loss. <laughs> um, I do sort of remember watching. I think we were. I think we were in a pub. I think we might. We might have been here. Actually, I can't remember. If, I'm sure we were in a pub watching this, and uh, if it was the right one, I'm thinking of. But the the actual the the place went mental when it happened. It was brilliant. That's the only reason for it, really. But it's there's nothing. Um, like I was saying before, there wasn't that many. So for me, between nineteen and twenty-five, well, twenty nineteen nineteen twenty-four, there wasn't anything really worth shouting about. And sort of, it gets to it's on like the later main years, sort of twenty, like twenty-five. You've got the match I'm going to cover later on, which you you can really figure out just from me telling you that. But this. It's like sort of watching the earlier manias. It was very, it was very much lackluster to me, really. I don't know if that's because me getting older as a wrestling fan and sort of, or if I don't watch the the content more. But around that time, I was watching Raw, like Raw and stuff, quite religiously. And, but just it wasn't. It was one of them. It was never very. Even then, I wasn't really a fan of Raw. Um, so. Again, yeah, Miss Cena, check it out, but sort of don't don't go into it with high expectations or anything. It's just sort of what enjoy it if you if you're not a Cena fan, 
of like seeing his character, just watch it for the fact he gets pinned at Mania. If anything. And following from that is um WrestleMania thirty one, which is <laughs> the uh it's what what started as a Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns which turned into the, the Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns with the Seth Rollins cash in. Uh which to me is a is a, is a brilliant moment just seeing it happen. And uh simply because again I was in a pub and the, the place was going mental because it was happening. I in the meantime was just sort of pissing myself uh, for the for the reason, and so yeah, Seth Rollins won it, well deserved. But obviously, it was it was. I think it sort of helped in a way that the fact you had <laughs> Seth, uh, Roman Reigns' family watching in the front row as well. <laughs> but so there we go. That's that's those two. Briefly covered. So, um, next one following from that, I want to cover the. This is an interesting one. It's normally because if you say you've read these names, they'd probably got a different match they'd, they'd uh, tell you, especially for one of the names. And the reason for picking this one is simply because on my. When I first sort of started getting interested, we used to have. Well, we still have a. And Asda Neros, which sold at the time, it was one of the few places that sold wrestling videos. Not only that, but also, they also sold these sort of special, they weren't exclusive tapes or anything, it was the only place I actually saw them. And they, they did come out later, they were released later on on DVD, sort of ch- cheapish. It was, uh, I was trying to thought now, one second, sorry. It was on this, it was like a sort of compilation covering, uh, the actual tape itself was called the Best of WrestleMania. Um, now, when when the company did this, they had they they brought out I think it was they brought out like a selection of these compilation like videos. There was a few of them. There was like uh, one called like the Eve of Destruction. There was another one which was like what was it? It was like there's like a feud one or something like that. And then there was like a the Three Faces of Foley, and then you had. Best of WrestleMania, Best of Survivor Series, or History of Survivor Series, something like that it was called. It was about 10, about 10 or 11 of them all together in the end, when they finally came out, and it was... So I saw this Best of WrestleMania, I think it was about £15 at the time for the tape. And I sort of I sort of asked if we could get it, because uh, I thought it was a compilation, not realising it was sort of like a about 90 minute documentary, or well, about 70 or 80 minutes possibly, it might, might be the, might be the ninety, um, which is part of the reason I bought it because I I remember I think I think it was ninety minutes. I bought it for the fact it was ninety minutes, if I can recall. I'm going to say ninety minutes a lot now. I'm going to say ninety minutes. And uh, it was it sort of breaks down the actual what they class as the best of WrestleMania. It's really it's not really the best of WrestleMania as such. It just sort of covers a bit of history. Not like the true story of WrestleMania, whatever it was called. It was the uh, just sort of goes through it, like shows you clips and highlights from. There's the like the first WrestleMania main event and bit of like, Hogue, uh, bit of Roddy Piper, Mr. T from the boxing, and it just sort of goes down breaking it through, sort of like sort of starting from yes, this was like the Hogan era through to like Steve Austin Rock. Um, 
it's one I always recommend watching to people if like, they're sort of wanting to if you want to catch up on your history or if you want to learn a bit of history about WrestleMania or anything like that it's always worth a watch and I'm probably overdue for watching it actually so I might have to dig that out and give it a watch sometime soon because uh, it's when I bought it I I barely knew anyone sort of from from the 80s when found out at the time to me it was this that was going off of WCW and I think it was Live Live, live Wire it was called that WWE did at the time so um so yeah, if you can find, you can normally find it for like a quid amount, like fifty p in CEX. So if you find it, pick it up. But it's one of the matches that always stood out to me on on that video. Um, even though it's the match itself, I think it was about eighteen minutes. But the way the way it sort of always portrayed it on on this on this video was that it was uh, well, I might have to tell you the match first of all. It was uh, Ric Flair, Randy Savage from WrestleMania Eight for the title, and notably. There's a bit of trivia I learned with this many years later about Randy Savage in it because he's wearing like a full sort of golden gold black bodysuit. And that was his sort of hint of saying, Look, I'm going to win the title. Uh, but it was. The, the way this. The, the video sort of portrayed it was if it was like very much Randy Savage in control of the entire match and Mick Flair gets no offense in. Uh, for whatever reason, but it was watching it back. I watched it about three, four years ago, and I'm not sort of. I didn't manage to watch it again since till till tonight, about half an hour before. Sitting sitting down to record this, and it's uh, completely different to how I remember seeing it. No, it was sort of three, four years ago, and it was different bits. But it's because I know a lot of people. They always say one of their sort of favourite matches was Savage. Steamboat from WrestleMania three, um, which yes, it was. A, it's a very good match, but it's to me, it's sort of the fact it sort of admit, admitted the rehearsed and choreographed, and that sort of while it's pulled off very well, it is sort of evident. Uh, so you know, but it's again WrestleMania eight. Savage Flair, very good match. Definitely recommend checking it out. I will say the one thing that sort of lets the match down for me, in essence, is the uh, whilst whilst Randy at one point hits like a, a perfect elbow, he doesn't get the room with it. He basically gets on like a small package or like a roll up or something like that. And but it's Heenan plays off, but like, probably Heenan plays off like the heel announcer really well, like with him saying like he, he grabbed the tights and stuff like that. Uh, it's sort of fact he he'd been a heel and then sort of and it turns out also slightly racist when Tatonka comes, comes out later for his match after that and asks Gorilla Monsoon if he said hello to Tatonka the proper way and proceeds to start saying hey how are you hey how are you so whilst he'd have probably got away with it in the, in the, the 90s or a whatever it was, 80s, 90s, you probably wouldn't get away with that today. But there we go. Uh, moving swiftly on, it's uh, one of my ma- matches, sort of not technical by any means, but it's played on very, very well, and it's one that I could watch, I think I watched it three or four times, 
not so much in a row, but sort of within a short span because I was sort of in, in, intrigued and enthralled by it. It's uh, Hogan Warrior from WrestleMania 6. Now, there was plenty of Hogan matches to pick from in regards to WrestleMania. But to me, like, this is sort of... Like, it's probably going to be for most people, it's my standout one. And sort of going off the rule of the rules of one WrestleMania and one match per person, it's sort of, it doesn't give me much option, much leeway to go with, which sort of probably gives away my number one in coming up shortly. But Hogan Warrior WrestleMania 6, it was in the Toronto Skydome, and again, this match was featured on the Best of WrestleMania video slash DVD that I now got. Uh... With the with sort of the highlights, and it gave me the because obviously at the time I think I'd seen Hogan in WCW. I think it was around the time Warrior sort of came into WCW, and I saw both their names on the back of the, the box, and that was what sort of intrigued me to want to see this this document. <laughs> the match is again, it's not it's sort of almost like it's been rehearsed down to a T, uh, but it's, it's Played off very well, and I, I quite I really enjoy it because it's like the the crowd, it's the crowd, it's the commentary, it's everything like that, and sort of the match just sort of makes the 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 show. So around that time when there's a lot of the WrestleMania matches I've noticed, they were all quite short, and it was like each match put. If you're lucky, it was about six minutes. For some, some were like thirty second matches at times, but other than that, it's like. The only other Hogan match I could have picked possibly was Hogan Slaughter from Seven, WrestleMania Seven. But well, no, no, no. I take that back. It was I was looking at the option of Hogan Rock from WrestleMania Eighteen, but I couldn't use it because I'm using Hogan in this match, and I'm using the Rock in another match later on. So again, WrestleMania Six, Hogan Warrior. Check it out. And moving swiftly on. It's uh, we're going to jump forward to WrestleMania 25, and it's you don't you know what it's going to be when I'm saying that, so it pretty much doesn't need an introduction. But it's getting one anyway. It's short, the Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels in their first WrestleMania encounter. I think yes, it is. This is also the match with the where Taker from his face plants off a suicide dive. Which is brutal because it's the sound. The sound he makes when he hits the concrete still gives him the no. It um, sends a chill down my spine. But this match very good. Uh, it was hard to. See. I I understand why they wanted to do it again at WrestleMania twenty six, but it was going to be harder top for this one. Again, people say like it's one of the it's the greatest match of all time. It's not the greatest match of all time, but it is up there as one of the greatest. So both men showing that they could at the time still go, whereas I think now what we're coming up to eight years later. So at that time, Taker was it's fifty two, so he would have been forty four, roughly. You know, it's time. Time does things to people, <laughs> but. This is also sort of one of the better matches he's done. I think WrestleMania 20 he faced Kane, and then sort of 21 to 23 with all sort of really much lackluster. Often there's like Randy Orton, Mark Henry. I think it's Mark Henry, and there's like a triple a handicap or some Ray Train and someone. And then you have like Edge at 24, is it or 20, Yeah, 20, I think 24, something like that. I can't remember. 
Um, I think this, this is, if I remember correctly, this is also the match where Shawn Michaels makes his entrance off like the from the reveries like almost like from the rafters coming down like a slow like a stair lift, not a stair lift, uh, like a lift with, like smoke and white light, like he's the the uh, so like sort of like a good for good for evil thing. So, so again, check it out. It is very good. As are all these matches, that's why I picked them. But I want to know your top tens as well. But we'll cover that at the end. Um, which leads me sort of now to number one. Which you can probably figure I haven't mentioned either man yet in this. And you're probably thinking, why is it not mentioned that? Why is it not mentioned that person? Why is it not mentioned this match? And it's... Uh, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock at WrestleMania 17 or X7, whatever you want to call it. Uh, now, I remember hearing about this match at the time and sort of, because I think I was watching sort of around this time, like for, for Bungle, he got into wrestling around sort of 98, 99, and this was uh, two, well, 99, I think we got into it. And Again, it's a very good match. It was that whole thing of uh, the you had the uh, street fight earlier on in the day with like Vinnie Mac and Shane. Yeah, they give it back. WrestleMania Seventeen itself is actually a very good show. It's sort of one of my favourites. It's up there as one of the favourites. And you also had the TLC with Edge, Edge and Christian, Dudley Boys, and the Hardys. But obviously, I couldn't feature that because I'm using this match from this pay per view. Uh, it was a no disqualification. Um, this is also it's also the match where I'll keep you on. I, I don't know why I record these late at night because I always keep you on. I don't know why I do this. Um, yeah, it's also the match where notably where uh, Steve Austin turns. Sort of turns heel after years of the, the sort of the Austin attitude era, and Austin sort of sides with Vince McMahon, which sends in the entire place goes mental, and sort of Jim Jim Ross's commentary sort of if anything makes it sort of saying like he sold Austin sold your soul and damn you Austin all that sort of thing, uh, which is it's it's but if you ever. If you have a friend who has WrestleMania 17, or if you have the network, or your friend has the network, get them to put it on and show you that match that you haven't ever seen. The match itself is very good. It's two of my all-time favourites, Rock and Austin, and it's WrestleMania 17. And Austin turns heel. Like, what, what more do you want? Not not only that, but you get, to see the, you get to see... I think this is also the match where The Rock hits a stunner, and Austin hits a rock bottom. Which is sort of a a strange thingy, but it's sort of that thing of trying to trying to better the other man and sort of embarrass him by trying to beat them with their own finisher. So yeah, check it out. But in the meantime, while you're listening to this, have a think of your own top ten. But again, use those sort of, if you can, use those rules of... Uh, so, if you pick someone, they can only be... You can only use that... Like you can only use that person once. So if you pick an Undertaker match, you can't pick another Undertaker match. And if that match is from, say, WrestleMania 
19, then you can't use another match from WrestleMania 19. Okay? Cool. Right. So we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, I'm going to run down the quick card. Well, sort of do a quick rundown of the card for WrestleMania 33 and give you my predictions. So uh, don't go anywhere, because I'll be right back. Hello, this is for... Can't we say hello at the same time? Fuck's sake. <laughs> hello! <laughs> this is an advertisement for Master Debaters. Oh, can we say Master Debaters together as well? Yeah? Hello! hello. I'm Michael. I'm Sean. No, I'm Toffa. And we are the Master Debaters. Oh, <laughs> we couldn't have to say it. We, we, we are the Master Debaters. That's what we want to do. We're all saying it. Yeah. Hello! hello. I'm Michael. I'm Sean. I'm Toffa. And we, we are, are the Damn Master it, Sean. Debaters. I thought we were just doing... Hello. Hello! I'm Michael. I'm Sean. I'm Toffa. We are... The, the Master, Master Debaters. Debaters! You can find us on Twitter, at underscore Master Debaters, SoundCloud, Podbean, and iTunes. Just do yourself a favour and jump aboard this podcast train. Choo-choo, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode of the podcast, Now That I'm Older. It's a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time with your host Shane Smith. Woo! Wheeling, dealing! Limousine, right! Jet flying! Son of a gun! And Ken Baldwin. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. We talk about things that happened to us when we were younger. We talk about some random news stories, and we basically just sit around and shoot the shit. So check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode. Thanks a lot. Hi, I'm Paul the Hat Guy Flinders, and I'm the host of the RAD podcast, Random Ass Discussion. And we discuss about absolutely anything that's on our mind. Doesn't matter how taboo the subject is, we will talk about it and give you our opinion. Whether it's popular or not, controversial or not, or thought-provoking, or just downright daft. You can find us on Spreaker at www.spreaker.com forward slash RAD podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash UKRAD podcast. We are on Twitter at UKRAD podcast. And we are also now on iTunes. Uh, just search for us at the UKRAD podcast and we should show up. So if you're ready for a bit of a random ass discussion, a little bit of um, comedy gold and maybe a little bit of thought-provoking in uh, conversation. Uh, come over, join the fun, and just remember, there are plenty of podcasts out there, but not that many of them are rad. Now it's back to the last start of podcasting slash wrestling. Slash okay, TV. welcome back. So, um, just sort of looking at the WrestleMania 32 card. So I've got WrestleMania 9 in the back. I don't know why I'm watching WrestleMania 9. He just sort of followed on from WrestleMania 8 before. Oh, okay. Um, look at the card. There's currently 12 confirmed matches. Now, I don't know what's going to get bumped to the uh, pre-card. The pre-show card, whatever. I'm guessing it's going to be the Cruiserweight, Cruiserweight title match. Uh, guess. Because that seems like the most likely option. Or it'd be that, it'd be that or Ambrose Corbin. And... Uh, so, but going off the rough card currently, it's, it looks like they've all got that sort of a match or two matches to sort of finalise and set up. Uh, also, over twelve currently. So, starting with the the first the first one we got is the 
Armed with a giant memorial battle royal. And there's no one confirmed for it yet. I think other than possibly Cesaro. Or there's, there's someone who's in there. I can't remember who. But no one knows where they currently. So I can't really give a prediction for that one. But it's just going to be whoever whoever's pretty much not on the card currently is playing the minute. So half of the job squad. Yeah. Uh, next up we got oh no Cesaro's in the next match so we got Luke Gallows Carl Anderson against Enzo Mori Big Cass Cesaro and Sheamus so it's a triple threat tag team match for the Raw tag team titles um, again I sort of I do enjoy the work of Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson uh, Cesaro and Sheamus I don't know why they put them together it's like essentially creative has nothing for you nothing else for you. So, we're going to put you in a tag match together. You know, they've had a best of seven, now they're a tag team. I have no idea why. More Enzo and Big Cass. Again, sort of... Good might work, stuff like that. Not seeing too much of their in-ring work to comment on that as such, that I'm not really watching the current product. Uh, mainly the time, and as well as... Apart from NXT at times. But again, sort of Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, I think that to retain, I think that'd be my go to. But I've sort of, I'll, I'll cover this in the way I normally do, which is sort of who I want to win, who I think is going to win. So who I want to win is I want Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson to win. Who I think will win, I think Enzo Mori and Big Cass, and I'll be there at WrestleMania moment. Next up, we've got Neville versus Austin Aries for the Cruiserweight Championship. Now, I think this is going to end up on the, on the pre card or the pre show card. If they still do like the half hour pre-show, either that or it's going to be like a end up as like a two minute match or something. So Austin Aries, I think he's returning from his orbital socket surgery as well. Or whatever happened, cause he took a brutal uh, knee to the face from Shinsuke Nakamura. So, but Neville has sort of improved in recent times, I think, and he's sort of getting himself more out there. Uh, and I think it's just Neville, Neville, Neville altogether. But then it's that sort of thing, if he does drop it, then it's, I know there is talk if he wants to challenge. He, he, he does it, he's claiming his ownership to the UK Championship and he wants to challenge for it. So, Austin Aries could win, but I think I'm going to stick with Neville on this one. So, Neville, Neville. For the win and prediction. Okay. Next up, we've got a to-be-announced match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, whether this is going to be like a, a, a battle royal or like a six-woman, eight-woman, hundred-woman tag, not even tag, whatever. They might do the tag, because that's what they sometimes seem to do for to give the women airtime. Um, but again, it could be one of those that could be over in 30 seconds, as has done before. Um, I don't even know who I want to win this. I'd probably go with Becky Lynch or Carmella. Just because, like, I don't pay enough attention to the women's matches to notice, so, yeah, there we go. Next up, we've got Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin. Um, Dean Ambrose, I'm not sure what they're actually doing with him. Like, what what is his actual gimmick, other than he doesn't really say much and he's like a really sort of private guy? And he likes to inflict pain on people. But gets murdered by Lesnar. You know. 
Uh, Baron Corbin, same same premise. Like, what is the what is the deal with Baron Corbin? Why is he a Baron? And right, also the end of days. I think it needs. It is the end of days when I finish it. Let's let's switch it up a bit. Get get me some get me a new finisher, new gimmick, new gear. Um, that's for the Intercontinental Tag Team. The tag, everyone's a tag team match me now. Fuck it, all tag team matches. It's the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, toss up. I think I want Baron Corbin to win, but I think it might have to give him something which he needs. Um, but I think Ambrose is going to retain. Well, I could be wrong. Next up, we've got a mixed tag match with John Cena and Nikki Bella against The Miz and Maurice. Now, there's sort of rumours flying around that John Cena is possibly thinking of proposing, or not think of, but he's, there's rumours he could propose to Nikki Bella at WrestleMania, and that'll be like their WrestleMania moments, even though he's had enough of them already. Because um, it's sort of she's looking at possibly retiring soon or something like that, or taking time off, and he's taking time off of filming and just taking time off in general. Now, I think it would be a good, good cause for the Miz and to get one again, sort of one up John Cena at WrestleMania, but I can't see it happening again. So unfortunately, I think Cena's going to win, but I want the Miz to win. Uh, next up, we've got Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens for the US Championship, which is where two Canadians. Two Canadians fighting for the US Championship, which I don't understand. But there we go. Uh, sort of, <laughs> they got a lot of finger, a lot of uh, praise over the Festival of Friendship, which even led to Bray Wyatt tweeting, <laughs> which I found hilarious. Now, Kevin Owens, I've always loved his stuff, even when he was Kevin Steen. He's, I've always thought he's a, quite a solid worker. And uh, I'd like to see where this goes from here. So, but it's that sort of thing of the other old Jericho taking time off because going touring with Fozzy or whatever. And it's, it's like I don't know. It's I think if anything, Jericho is probably going to win, but then lose it, lose the belt on Raw or something like that. But <sighs> tough call, really. I think I'd like to say Kevin Owens to win, but I think Jericho's going to win. But again, this sort of this to me, this this. I can't sit, it's like, to me it's not a very good card again, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to some of the matches, looking at them here, but, like, just, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, so next up we've got Bailey versus Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax, which is a fatal four-way for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, again, I'm just reading stuff about others, a, a possible Sasha Banks heel turn coming. Sort of leading into Bailey Sasha Banks heading through with like SummerSlam or whatever. But I'll always be a, ba- I'll always be a Bailey act. So I'm going to say Bailey and Bailey for that one. Now we've got the usual spot fest with Shane O'Mac against AJ Styles. Uh, I don't know what Shane O'Mac's got planned this year in terms of dives and shit like that. It's probably going to be off something bloody high anyway. Into some cardboard boxes because that's what Shane and seems to like to do. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, probably, I'm guessing they're going to add a stipulation or something because there isn't everything currently added at the moment. And 
Shane is never one to have to simply have just a standard match. So we'll have to wait and see for this week, but uh, I'm going to say AJ to win. Prediction: mm, Shane or Mac. I don't know why. I've just got an inkling of Shane or Mac for some reason. Um, next up, we got Undertaker Roman Reigns, which is sort of now being hinted at as possibly been Roman Reigns. Last match of uh, not Ro- not Roman Reigns, fucking hell. Here I come, Botchamania. The Undertaker's possible final match, and if he does actually win, this will be his hundredth pay per view victory. As he currently sits, I think he's at 99, 99 wins, one hundred and seventy losses, one hundred and forty losses. So yeah, so I'm just I'm watching Doink and Doink, and I'm really freaked out. Yeah, there's. I think it's honestly because it's a call called it quits a few years ago when when he lost to, to Brock. But what, what's the point in carrying on the streak if you've lost? You know, it's let it go. But I'd like to see Taker win. I don't think he's going to, because I think they're going to try and use this to push Roman Reigns, even though I don't think he's going to do anything for him. But we'll have to wait and see. So but I'm going to go with Taker, because I think Taker's going to go out on the high, if it is his final mania. But we'll have to just wait and see. And next up, we've got Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, which is for the Universal Championship. Now, watching this match, or watch, sort of discussing this match with people, I've sort of it's <laughs> it's going to go sort of either two ways. Either Lesnar's going to beat Goldberg in like little to no time. Well, it could work three ways actually. Uh, Goldberg's going to beat Lesnar in little to no time, or it's going to go. Longer than it should do, and it's gonna just be a sort of complete load of shit. It's gonna be interesting to see if they had some sort of stipulation to it or something, probably tomorrow on the go home, but I don't think they're going to. I think they're gonna leave it as as it is, unless they bring some sort of no DQ stipulation into it or something like that. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, In terms of who I want to win, I think Lesnar, but I've got a feeling it could be Goldberg. And why is Bill Alfonso a referee at WrestleMania 9? Uh, so there we have it. Following on from that, we've got Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Now, I think uh, I'm a big, big fan of Bray Wyatt. He has all the charisma in the world and I'm surprised it took him. It took this long to to get him to that that platform. Uh, Randy Borton is it's the same gimmick for ten years or however long now, and it's fucking boring. Do we, we do we really Randy out the champion? No, we don't. Leave it with the young kid, the youngin. Let him run with it, and. Yeah, let's uh, let's see how this pans out. But who I want to win, Bray. Who I think is going to win, Bray. So there we have it. Um, if there is any more um, matches, I will post them up. So sort of probably in a uh, a post on Facebook or something like that. 
and uh, yeah, so that's been my top ten WrestleMania matches, and that's been my predictions for WrestleMania thirty three. Uh, let me know in either the comments or on Twitter, whatever, however you want to do it, PM, comment, post, anything like that. Let us know your top 10 WrestleMania matches or moments, whatever, you, whatever. matches or moments, not done with both in the same list. Um, and let us know what you think is going to happen at WrestleMania 33 as well, or 32, whatever it is, 33. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know. Lost Art of Wrestling on Facebook. LAOW Podcast on Twitter. Um, but see ya, so I've been Coxie. This has been the Lost Art of Wrestling. Again, just find us on Facebook, Lost Art of Wrestling. Find us on Twitter, LAOW Podcast. Uh, find us also, find also the Lost Art of podcasting on facebook and elio lost art podcast even sorry on twitter uh check out random ass discussion on facebook and twitter as well or rad, i think it's rad uk podcast on twitter something like that uh of course fans on spreaker stitcher itunes youtube tell your friends give us a review hopefully five stars and yeah we'll hopefully uh Catch you around WrestleMania. Not WrestleMania, unfortunately, because we've got work and shit, but we're hopefully going to do a post menu pod or reaction pod, hopefully. We'll have to wait and see. But, um, so for the Lost Art of Wrestling, I've been Coxie, and you've been listening. Thank you very much. <laughs>